welcome to the Talking Security Podcast. We will talk about items related to Microsoft security. Hi folks, welcome again listening to a new episode of the Talking Security Podcast. My name is Frans Oudendorp and in this recording we will continue the MDE series. Last time we talked about MDE configuration. Not an optimal one, but we continue the series with a new one about threat and vulnerability management. And because of this, this topic, I've invited Dennis van Doorn to the recording. So Dennis, you're working for Wartel, active in the cybersecurity space. Can you tell us a little bit what you're doing in your day, normal day job? Yep, okay. Um, yes, I'm uh, Dennis van Doorn and I'm uh, working at the Wartel uh, MDR team as a security analyst and team lead of the attack service management team. And what we are doing on a daily basis is uh, yeah, helping our customers in improving the security posture of their environment. And we, we do that by uh, yeah, looking into their environment together with them and determine um, yeah, what, what improvements can be made in their environment. and. We use the Microsoft tooling for that. Yeah, and one of the key components that is part of your day job is threat and vulnerability management within uh, Defender for Endpoint, I guess. Yeah, that's uh, that's right, Frans. So that is the topic uh, for today. Let's let's dive in. Uh, the technical part, so not the functional part, we, uh, we will touch that a little bit, but yep. it's more the technical part. How can we configure it? How can we use it? Uh, what can we do with it? And all that sort of stuff. So let's start with threat and vulnerability management in Defender for Endpoint. So basically, wh- what is it? Is it, and I know also a little bit, so we, we will do that together uh, today. Yep. Uh, threat and vulnerability management uh, is more or less configuration things within Defender for Endpoint, within your environment, within Azure AD, within uh, Defender for Endpoint, within all other stuff. So the configuration, it gives advice within uh, that that sort of things, but also uh, detects if your software outdated, uh, if you have a CVE uh, active in your environment and all, th- all that sort of, sort of things. Is That's correct, Dennis? Yeah, in, in a nutshell. Um, yeah, basically, when you... Uh on-board devices in uh, Defender for Endpoints, you get a sensor that uh, does an inventory uh, of your machine. So it looks at all the software installed. It looks at the uh, OS settings of your machine. Also, which vulnerabilities are active at that moment. So it it really gives you insights in your environment. During meetings we have with uh, customers, we get back a lot I didn't know that Defender for Endpoints gave me so much insights because everybody thinks basically about the protection it it gives, um, so the malware protection stuff. Yeah, but but all the other stuff, the the inventorying, what it does, and all the recommendations, a lot of customers are really surprised in the beginning how effective and, and powerful it is. Yeah, and threat vulnerability is reporting uh, within its own reports. So there are uh, we will dive in the dashboards in a few minutes. But uh, first, well, secure score is also part of of Defender for Endpoint. Yeah. Um, so threat and vulnerability management is a key component for the, the for the secure score. I I guess. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. Um, yeah, basically, if you look into the uh, secure score, 
it is yeah, divided in, in, in several subjects. So you have the uh, identity part, the device part, the application part, and the data part. And it, 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 it gives you an overview, okay, where do I stand in my environment? Uh, for instance, uh, for the identity score, uh, a customer have around uh, 60%, for instance. Then you know you can make some improvements on that area. And for the device score, you may have uh, 65%. So you can see there is improvement there as well. So if you look at, at the dashboard, basically in the security portal at home, um, you can click on improve your score and you see all the recommendations. And the recommendations are coming, um, no, it, a big part of them are coming through uh, threat and vulnerability management. Yeah, they, they are coming from the different uh, products, basically. And you can also filter on the products. So what, what we do mostly is we focus on one product at a time. For instance, Azure Active Directory or Defender for Endpoints or Defender for Identity. And you set the filter for the product, and then you go through it and, and see, okay, what, what can we improve in our environment? So basically, if, if we look back, um, in one of my, my previous recordings, I had uh, everything around onboarding. So mm -hmm. uh, the first step is uh, onboard a Windows machine or a Mac or a Linux. Um, yep. When onboarded, we have the agents for Defender for Endpoint active. Mm -hmm. So... Everything what happens on that Windows or Mac system is coming through that agent into Defender for Endpoint. Yeah. Uh, so I know what software is on that machine, but also in Defender for Endpoints, configuration issues or enhancements that can be made for Azure Active Directory, Cloud App Security, all that sort of things are also published in the Microsoft Secure Score for. Microsoft 365 Defender. Yeah, correct. So it's not only your Windows or Mac systems that you have onboarded, but it's also the connected uh, solutions from a Microsoft perspective. Yeah, it's true. Uh, all, all the products that you have in use, all the Defender security products, um, they are coming together in the secure score. And as, as I explained, then you can uh, drill down based on filters, for instance, on the product, so, uh, but you also have all the filters you can set. Yeah, and uh, if, if you're listening to this, uh, you can go to the security.microsoft.com portal. Uh, when you're on the home screen, there is a, um, a, a tile uh, where you can improve your score. Uh, when you click on that, uh, there is opening a new dashboard, just the Microsoft Secure dashboard. and uh, You have a few tabs, uh, overview, recommended actions, uh, history, and metrics and trends. Uh, and basically, you will redirect it to the recommended actions. And in that recommended actions page, uh, you see all the improvements that you have, uh, that you can make. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. And the cool thing is that Microsoft, for each of those recommendations, they also give you some pointers and tips how to implement those. And they also explain why it is important to implement yeah, so it's not not only you have an improvement that you can make, but also this is why you need to implement that improvement, and this this is basically the steps how to implement it. Yeah, that's 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 correct. Yeah, really cool. 
that is the secure score. So within the secure score, you already mentioned when you filter, uh, you, uh, there's opening a new screen on the on, on the right side. And within that filter, you can filter based on the, the product that you want to use. All other stuff can be used to to set a scope on the recommended actions. And then you can make your own steps and define your own steps to make a move forward, so to say. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. And also in the uh, recommendations, you also have a status and action plan. So, for instance, for a few of those recommendations, that can be a choice you made in the past. And I know there is a, a there is an integration with uh, with Intune, for example, from Defender for Endpoint. So, if there is um, a, a thing that you need to do within Intune, the workplace management solution, or mm -hmm. Microsoft Endpoint Manager, as it's called uh, t today. Is this also from the secure score that we can create uh, directly uh, a request within uh, Intune, for example? Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm, I'm not a real uh, Intune specialist, so I, I, I do not know all the stuff on the Intune side. But yeah, you can uh, create mitigation requests. And uh, that can be published, and uh, yep. there can be uh, other guys that are not directly in the security stuff, but in uh, workplace management, and they, they can pick up uh, all that sort of requests. That, uh, that, that exactly, done. and yeah, we 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 always always recommend try to use all the functions you have in the Defender portal uh, because it really helps you to plan and 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 to mitigate all the risks you have. So good. If you want to start with threat and vulnerability management, look into you. If you have onboarded Defender for Endpoint, look into the secure score within the security portal and see if there are recommended actions that you can take. So that's the first thing, secure score, start with that. Uh, let's move over to the vulnerability management section uh, within uh, Defender for Endpoint. If we open the dashboard, uh, do we see the same dashboard as the home screen within the security portal, or is it this more or less more specific for threat and vulnerability management? Yeah, it is more specific to threat and vulnerability management. It it more focuses on the um, yeah exposure of your machines, uh, so the threats and vulnerabilities that might be on your devices. So. If, if, if you go into the security portal, you have the section endpoints. Then below that, you have vulnerability management and the dashboard. It, it opens with the exposure score. So that goes from low, medium to high. You, you want to, to aim for low and as low as possible. Yeah. And, and the exposure score is related to all enhancements that can be done in yep. your environment. That, yep. that, that can be the, that there is a CVE active in your environment that you have to solve with an update. Yep. That can be configuration on, on a specific part within a Defender for Endpoint on your machines or configuration yep. or something. It, it, it can be, for instance, uh, like you uh, said, a uh, patch, for instance, for uh, Microsoft Office. But it can also be configuration for uh, Word to disable... Uh, yeah, backwards compatible um, mac macros, for instance, uh, or active components in documents. Yeah, it lo looks like the attack surface reduction rules. For yeah, example. attack surface reductions, reduction rules uh, is also a good example uh, of that. Um, but it can also be the configuration of your o OS itself, for instance. Um, yeah, 
things like uh, USB devices, you plug it in, and the autoplay function, for instance. Yeah. Um, if you don't have a security baseline active, then most of the time that's still active, and that's also one of the recommendations. So it is really about the config from yeah, recommendations that might be in a security baseline up till the software you have installed. Yeah, and the security recommendations, just the configuration items uh, within that, are assessed to the uh, security baseline that Microsoft has delivered uh, one or two times a year, specific for uh, for this product. What I see in the, in the dashboard was nice to see. There is a, a, a green, a gray button on on top where uh, Microsoft is set to you as a user to see information about. In this case, Log4j vulnerability and other CVEs, mm-hmm. visit the weaknesses page. Now, the weaknesses page we will uh, discuss in a few minutes. But what we see, if there is a large CVE, uh, what, uh, what was uh, Log4j in, the, in, in a few months ago, that is published on that on that front page so you are as a user you are direct aware of a big cve and uh, microsoft is helping you to to determine if you are vulnerable for that yeah exactly and they also give you some background information about the vulnerability and what you can do about it so they really give you good information yeah, so the, the dashboard uh, gives you information, uh, uh, what, what you already said, about your exposure score. Your exposure score must uh, be as low as it can be. Um, I see some some other the other things, yeah, the score for devices, uh, that must be as high as it can be. Uh, we see exposed device, top security recommendations, um, and, and more information where you can act on. Um, if we look at the second page... Um, that is the, the the second page is recommendations. Um, that is that is the page where all recommendations are coming through uh, to see what we can do with it. Yeah, all the recommendations um, that are detected by the uh, MDE sensor are centralized here, basically. Yeah. And what you see um, at that recommendation list, you see the recommendation uh, title. Um, the OS platform, the number of weaknesses that are uh, related to that recommendation, the components, so it can be Edge, for instance, or Office, or the OS itself. When, when we see at the components, Microsoft is not um, recommend updates and changes for only Microsoft systems and Microsoft applications. Yep. It's also doing third-party software solutions, applications, and so on. So VMware, Zoom, Chrome from, from Google, all third-party applications will be assessed. And yep. the, the public information about that sort of applications is used in this core correctly. Yep. And we, 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 see, uh, we, we see in the security recommendation, we see a list. Um, that list is give you all the information about the, the recommendations that are uh, within. Um, there are two things that are popping up for me. In the column threads, there are twi- uh, two icons. One is the arrow, so to say, with a, with a bullet. And there is a second icon. Yeah, a, a, a bug, basically. But yeah, that, that stands for the exploits that are active. So if there is a uh, known exploit part of that vulnerability, then you see a red bug uh, symbol. And then you know, okay, those are the applications or the items that really need some attention. 
and um, yeah, the other one basically, yeah, the dartboard with the arrow, yeah. um, that gives you insights if there are active alerts in your environment that are connected to that recommendation. And that both icons, uh, they have impact on the score if it's more or less important in the environment. Yeah, yeah. What, what you see if you uh, yeah, have a large screen, you can see it all. Uh, I need to scroll a bit today. <laughs> <laughs> but if you scroll to the right, you see also uh, a column impact. And that's the impact basically on uh, two items. Uh, the impact on the exposure score and the impact on the secure score. You, so you see two values. The first one is the impact on the secure score. And you see how much points will decrease if you solve that uh, recommendation. And the other column is a percentage, and that's always plus how many you gain in um, the secure score, basically. And the impact, uh, Microsoft looks at um, the vulnerability um, or configuration item. Does it have a high impact or not? Uh, but it also looks at the number of devices. So an exploit that's on 3,000 devices has a bigger impact than an exploit that's only on three devices. Um, that's how Microsoft looks at it. Uh, what we recommend, always look at um, yeah, all the vulnerabilities and especially the ones with exploits. Um, because a hacker can also enter your environment uh, through those few machines that might have a very high-risk, impactful vulnerability. So it's a good starting point, the list of Microsoft and the order as well, but always look at the other items as well. Yeah, and we, uh, and we see also column exposed devices. There is a, a graph uh, beside. So if there is an update, for example, for uh, Edge or for, for Windows, um, you also see that there are the, the number of exposed devices in the current situation, but there's also a graph beside where you can see what it has done over time. Yep. So if there is an update, um, that update has been implemented and you see the, the, the graph uh, is going below, and then there is a new update specific for Windows or Edge or whatever, then that graph is also uh, coming up uh, to see that is update management that is taking place. Um, so you get a get, you, you see a good overview of what happens in your environment with that. Yeah, and as we are talking about it now, um, that's a really good sidestep to the event timeline as well, um, because in the event timeline you also see for each day, okay, which new vulnerabilities um, are detected in the environment. And what you can do, you can also set a mail alert on that. So you know for each, yeah, basically each day, okay, what, what new vulnerabilities are there in my environment? And what, what we all, all also do uh, with that event timeline, if you yeah, look at the oldest events, Normally, if your update management is working correctly, yeah, the older events in the timeline should already be gone. But if you have still some old vulnerability entries open for a few devices, you know that your update management is failing on those few devices. And they really need attention. 
Yeah, and that can be because uh, someone is on holiday and uh, that machine has not connected for a few weeks, yeah, that, for that, example. That that can be, that can be. But but we see quite often that there is also something else going on why the updates simply fail. Yeah, if that if that is uh, particularly one system and that one system is uh, uh, coming coming up a few times, then that it can be an issue on that one system. But if there are more systems, there's the normal way that we see that uh, that are more devices not updated, then you have an issue with that update management environment. Yeah, and, and, and sometimes uh, you, you have a few machines that have a general... Um yeah, failure with, with, with the Intune updates, for instance. So yeah. then you see for multiple applications that the same devices are failing. So, yeah, it, it really gives you insights that, that you normally don't see coming to the surface, basically. Yeah, if you look at the event timeline, you already mentioned that, that, that is, um, the event timeline, that is what happened in time mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. within your environment. It is more or less... Uh, related to the recommendations that, uh, that, 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 that we already discussed. Um, what is specific on, uh, on the event timeline? We can set email notifications, for example, for things that happen in the environment? Yeah, it is, it is all about the new vulnerabilities and CVEs that are um, introduced in your environment. So that's why it is important to set that mail alert. So you know yeah, almost immediately when a high impact and high risk vulnerability entered your environment, for instance, because there was a new iOS update or a new Google Chrome update, uh, that fixes multiple vulnerabilities. Um, So the differences within recommendations, we see all uh, things that happen in our environment. Within the event timeline, we see an an abstract of the the things that are happening in our our environment based on the timeline, what has happened in the... Um, what has happened yesterday? What happened uh, in the week before, and so and so on. So all new things are coming through the event timeline in 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 your, yeah, so to say, it, uh, on your attention. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's dive into the uh, remediation tab. So we know already uh, that we have recommendations. We know uh, when it has happened uh, in the event timeline, and then we have the remediation tab. What c- what can we do there? Yeah, basically, um, if you have all the recommendations, you also have a remediate button. Then you click on remediate, and basically what what happens then is that there is an action item created in the remediation page. So it, it is also to plan your activities. In some cases, it is also possible to really stage an, 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 an configuration change from that. But it can also be that it's just an item that's just there for your planning and you need to yeah, put in a change uh, to solve that problem. So, for instance, an action item for uh, updating Microsoft Office, you can track the progress if you are busy with that. So, you're solving the update problems. You go to the few users that have issues with the updates constantly and you fix all that and then you say, Mark has completed yeah, and if you look at this uh, remediation tab, um, basically DevOps, uh, SecOps is is coming in place because because this is not only work for an analyst, mm-hmm. uh, 
but there's also work and uh, improvements that can be monitored by an, an ops people. So it, 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 this is the combination of sec security and operations, yep, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the security analyst basically, um, yeah, just detect and, and, and inform yeah, the admins uh, ab about the actions that need to be taken. And then ops, yeah, will will pick up those action items and solve them. Yeah. Okay. Also, see uh, the the timeline uh, that we have uh, within this recording. Uh, we have two uh, pages to go. Mm -hmm. um, there are inventories. Uh, the inventory page uh, that is a part of the uh, vulnerability management within Defender for uh, uh, Endpoint. Within the inventories a page, we see. A lot of software that is installed in your environment. We see the browser extensions that are active in your environment. Uh, probably some uh, certificates that are also on your endpoints and active on your uh, Defender for Endpoint agents. When you look at the inventory, is that only software and what happens with that software? Yeah, Basically, what's important to know that the software inventory um, was always there in uh, Defender for Endpoint. So the software inventory, that was where it started off with. Microsoft introduced uh, recently the threat and vulnerability add-on yeah. that will give you some additional uh, functionality on top of the threat and vulnerability management we uh, already knew. And that adds the browser extensions information and the certificates information. So in the software inventory tab, it gives you an overview of all the software that is detected by the MDE sensor. And it gives you insights in all the weaknesses per uh, software item. And if there is an uh, active exploit uh, or not. And it also gives you the, the history graph that you also saw in the recommendations and the impact points that can be scored by solving and updating uh, a software item. Yeah, what we see is from a GUI perspective, so to mm -hmm. say, um, all the information that we already discussed within the recommendations in the timeline, yep. uh, we, see, we, we see that back uh, in the inventories and in the, uh, the, the, the weaknesses uh, tab, for example, yep. um, that are based on the same information, the same GUI, so to say, but other information. It is related, in this case, in the inventories page, it's related to a specific software uh, application package, not directly configuration items, but uh, what happens on your software that is on your systems. And the browser extension and the certificates we will discuss in a few minutes when we uh, uh, mention the add-on uh, uh, functionality. So... Also, what is the difference between threat and vulnerability management and defender uh, vulnerability management add-on that can be used on top of that? We will uh, discuss that in a, in a few minutes. But what you say in the inventories tab, you see all the software that be used. Uh, there is an exposed score, the threats, weaknesses that is that can be used to see what is the impact on that specific application. Yeah, yeah, and it, it really helps you to focus on, okay, what, what do I need to know first? Because the weaknesses overview, that gives you all the information of all the separate vulnerabilities and CVEs, uh, but it is much easier to focus on the software 
Because if you focus on updating the software, you are solving uh, multiple CVEs at the same time. Yeah. So in my opinion, that's that's an easier approach uh, to get your environment yeah, more secure. Yeah, we have the inventory that's more related to the uh, software uh, applications. Uh, yep. uh, we have the weaknesses tab. Uh, within the weaknesses tab, where we see all the CVEs that are publicly uh, exposed and publicly available on uh, different no, libraries uh, where you can uh, read what is that CVE and what happens with that. But specific in the weaknesses tab, we see the CVEs that are active in your environment and what happens in your environment with that and what is exposed, what machines are related to that ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Personally, I am using the weaknesses page more to get a bit of background of the uh, separate CVEs, but, but I focus on solving the software issues. Yeah. Okay. That is basically threat and vulnerability management within Defender for Endpoint. That can be used, uh, what we already said, um, that will be active when a Defender for Endpoint agent is active on your machine. Defender for Endpoint is collecting information from your machine and from other Microsoft services that are connected to, Defender for, to the security portal. Yep. We have seen the dashboard recommendations, all the tabs that are normally available in threat and vulnerability management. And then we have the Defender Vulnerability Management add-on. That is GA, uh, I guess, uh, in a, uh, a few months already. That can be enabled um, from a trial within the security portal. So if you want to test with it, go to the trials tab in uh, the security portal and you can enable the add-on for 30 days so you can uh, play with it. What are the real differences between vulnerability management add-on and uh, threat and vulnerability management because uh, software what is uh, running on your machine i see that already so what what is that adding to the environment already yeah yep. I, I i wouldn't call it differences because it's an add-on so it adds on on the functionality that you already had so if you have defender for endpoint uh, plan two then you already have the vulnerability uh, management tools like the device discovery and inventory. Uh, you have the vulnerability assessments, config assessments, the continuous monitoring, threat analysis, and threat intelligence. Um, you have the prioritization that you saw in the list based on the risk. Yep. And you can do the remediation tracking, what we saw also. And all these topics that yeah that are part of threat vulnerability management we have discussed that in the in the in the last half hour I think, mm -hmm. um, and then the add the add on, what is part of that? Yeah, the add on gives you extra functionality, so you can also uh, do a baseline assessment based on uh, sys baselines and Microsoft security baselines. It also gives you in the inventory the extra information about uh, browser extensions and certificates. Yeah, but it also it, yeah. gives you some extra info on application. Yeah, the tricky part is that it's all in the same inventory, basically. So you, you don't really know, okay, if you have the add-on, what, what is coming from the add-on, extra functionality, and what was already standard, but... It's not a specific tab within the... No, uh, no, it, it, is, it is consolidated. So, yeah, all, all the recommendations you already had are in the inventory, but also some new stuff. 
For instance, you also have the uh, network share analysis. So um, there's the add-on that looks at your file shares and, and, and looking at uh, risky uh, rights that are set. For instance, full control for everyone. And how is, like that, that. how is that assessed? Is that, is that assessed in the environment through the uh, Defender for Endpoint agent? Or do I need to deploy another uh, agent in the no, no, in, it's, in an on-prem uh, environment? It's, it's assessed by the same sensor. The only thing you need to do is that you need to license the add-on because it is announced as a paid add-on. Yep. Um, so I still hope it will be included in the E5. So Microsoft, if you're listening, please do that. Would be nice, but it's a separate add-on. Uh, so that's all, all you need to do. Uh, deploy your uh, uh, MDE agents, just onboard it, uh, have it licensed, and then you have the... Uh, the opportunity if, to, yeah, to use yeah. this one. We have, I guess, three other things that are uh, added into the environment, uh, like uh, blocking vulnerable uh, applications. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, if, if you have an application that is vulnerable, but for some reason you cannot patch it yet, then you can decide to block it in the meantime. And we configure that through the security portal or do we need uh, the use of uh, Intune in that case? You, you can uh, just configure it through the portal and what it does in, 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 in the backend is it um, yeah, creates an item and, 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 and then it configures Defender for Endpoint to block that application. So for instance, if you are using uh, an old version of Putty for instance, then you can say, okay, I want to block this old version of Putty, and all all the versions below that are blocked as well, with which have the same vulnerability. And it creates an integrator of compromise for you, which blocks that software basically. Yeah, the file hash from that executable uh, that is uh, covered within the IOC list uh, within uh, Defender for Endpoint, and that 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 file hash that that is that will be will be blocked within Defender. So uh, you can't use that application anymore at that moment if that's blocked. Um, and if you remove that and you update that application and you remove, no, you don't want to remove that because an older version you want to block that. And if it's patched and updated, then the new one can be used again. Yeah, yeah. so you basically use it as an uh, emergency mechanism. Yeah, that is not part of, of threat, and, uh, threat and vulnerability management, but um, when looking at Defender for Endpoint, there is an IOC list in the, in, in the settings of Defender for Endpoint, and when blocking an application from Defender for Endpoint, that IOC list is, is added with a file hash, and that file uh, is be blocked at that moment. Yeah, correct. Okay, uh, we have also vulnerability assessment for unmanaged endpoints. Um, all Defender for Endpoints uh, agents uh, are running on managed systems. So all the systems that are active, uh, we know because there is an agent on, on, on top of it. Uh, how can we do a vulnerability assessment for unmanaged endpoints? Is that through that Defender for Endpoint agent uh, on that currently running ma uh, machine? Or do we deliver another agent? Yeah, what, what, what you can do, you uh, can appoint a machine in your environment that is responsible for um, yeah, assessing unmanaged machines. What you already uh, had in the normal functionality was that other devices also uh, look around to see what, what other devices are um, active 
And for, for Windows devices, for instance, there was already um, yeah, some detection in place. But with this add-on, you'll get more information on the vulnerabilities of machines that are not onboarded in Defender for Endpoints. So and that's basically it. Yeah, and is that machines or, or uh, is that also network, uh, network devices and so on? Yeah, it can also be uh, net network devices as well. Yeah, that are the differences. Uh, we talked a little bit about the differences of a threat and vulnerability management and the add-on. Uh, if we look at the portal, and you already mentioned, uh, Dennis, that the functionality of the add-on um, is basically integrated in the Defender uh, Threat and Vulnerability Management pages. Yep. So uh, we, saw, we saw on the inventories, we saw extra things about certificates and uh, browser extensions. Uh, but there is one page that is added, and that is the baseline assessment. So let's move into the uh, baseline assessment page. Yep. Um, that is, like the other tabs, it's an extra tab that is added into Threat and Vulnerability Management. And what can we do within the baseline assessment? Yeah, what you basically can do in the uh, baseline assessment page is that you create uh, profiles that will be checked against your devices. And you can, for instance, uh, scan for the uh, sys baseline for uh, Windows 10 devices. And then you can connect that baseline to the device group that you created that holds all the Windows 10 devices, for instance. Uh, you can do the same for um, server OSs at the end as well. Uh, so what you basically are doing, you are checking the device configuration against a certain security baseline. That can be the security baseline in Intune for your Windows 10 devices, and it can be a sys baseline, for instance, if you prefer that. Yeah, uh, what, what we see in the baseline assessment, we see three pages, uh, the overview, where you, you get an overview or uh, of the, the device compliance, uh, failing devices, uh, misconfigured settings, and that sort of things. Uh, the second yeah, tab or page, uh, that's the profile stayer page where you talked about. Uh, you can create a new profile for a, a Windows client, for a server client, and, and that sort of things. And we have a third page that is the settings page. Within the settings page, uh, we see a lot of stuff, but what is what's coming through on the on the on that page, uh, Dennis? Yeah, ba basically what you see here in the settings page that are all the configuration items that are defined in a certain uh, benchmark baseline. For instance, for the sys baseline, you have several checks that are done. For instance, um, yeah, around secure boot or BitLocker protection, things like that. Yeah, these are all the configurations that are available or these are the configurations that are available in your environment because you have an active profile? It's about the, the configuration items that are defined in the sys baseline and yep. they are checked against the configuration of the devices in your environment. Yep. That's right. Yeah, yep. check. Yeah, check. So at that security baseline, we can we can do that on a, a group of devices on a specific OS and, and that sort of stuff. That, so you... What we normally do with the Nessus scan and that sort of things, that can now be done with the add-on within uh, Defender for Endpoint. Yeah, it, it's 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 basically more or less. You, you, yeah, you you are referring to Nessus for for Nessus the the baseline assessment is is a separate scan. So yep. the baseline scans for Sys in Nessus, you can compare that to this uh, functionality. 
And uh, basically the vulnerability assessment in Nessus, you can compare that yeah, to the weaknesses inventory, basically. That's, that's more or less the same. And Microsoft is still uh, adding functionality, improving. So I expect that they uh, yeah, will, will be soon uh, at a similar level as competing products. Like Nessus, for example. Yeah. 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 So um, to finish up uh, this recording, uh, we uh, have uh, looked into threat and vulnerability management. We have looked in uh, defender vulnerability management. And I guess I missed something. Yeah, I, I have uh, one, one, one thing. Because uh, before in the vulnerability management, uh, the device list was actually in the vulnerability management pane. Yeah. Yeah. Microsoft moved that to a new uh, section in the uh, security portal that's called assets. So under assets, you have your devices. And what's really nice about that devices inventory is that you have a good overview of your machines and the high risk machines. Uh, your high, the risk level uh, basically shows you which machines do have open alerts. The exposure level in that list gives you an overview, okay, which devices have open vulnerabilities. And what, what I really like of the, uh, about this list is that you can filter as well. So for instance, I can filter all the machines that have a high exposure, and then I can drill down, uh, look at the software inventory and things like that, and then decide, okay, what, what I'm going to do with those 10 servers that I see that are still high exposure. So that's a different approach. So if, if you look at the vulnerabilities and at the software, you also find all those findings. But if you use the filters in this list, it really gives you another approach and it helps you to focus on the things that are important. Yeah, and what we see on that page in the assets library, uh, we have the devices page where uh, Dennis is mentioning. We see computers and mobile as a, as a page. We see network devices and we see also IoT devices. Yep. And within the network devices and the IoT devices, there's also part of the add-on from vulnerability management. So you get more insights about your network devices, uh, more insights about IoT devices and the same information like risk level, patches that are needed and that sort of stuff is, is covered in that section. So it gives you a really good overview of what happens in your environment. Yeah, actually the IoT devices, that is more or less a, a, a whole separate module that you need to activate. Yeah. And the, for the network devices, you can activate the scanning for that. And it gives you information about your, uh, yeah, your your network stuff, so your switches and and firewalls and things like that. Uh, it is all detected, and it it gives you information on those devices. Yeah, uh, really, really great. Uh, thanks, Dennis. We've explained threat and vulnerability management, defender vulnerability management add-on, and also the new assets tab uh, within uh, Defender for Endpoint and how that can be used. Mm -hmm. So if you want to stay current in your environment, please look into threat and vulnerability management and probably the Defender vulnerability management add-on. So you need uh, you you know where you need to put effort to enhance your environment. I think that is really important. I think this recording will help you probably to see what you can do with Defender for Endpoint threat and vulnerability management. So Dennis, thank you for being here and uh, helping me uh, delivering this show. 
Yep, thanks for having me, uh, Frans. So for now, thank you for listening to this recording this time. Uh, stay tuned for the next one in the Defender for Endpoint series. I will dive into, into the evaluation lab and how that can be used. So see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.